Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Hello everyone, how you doing? I hope you had a great weekend and I hope this week for you is gonna be so much better. Hopefully you have less pain and having to deal with whatever chronic illness you have. I really hope that these episodes, you're getting a lot out of it and you're coming to understand the information that I tell you is for your good and for your health and things that you can bring to your doctor next time you see them. Those those are the most important things you need to make sure is write, write down everything that's happened to you. If you see them every month, write down a whole month's worth of this is what's taking place with my body and take it to them and let them know, you know, either your medicine's working or it isn't working or there's something else needs to be done. But this is my hope that you are getting help with whatever issues you're dealing with. So today's topic is going to be three-parter. I'm not sure if everyone's heard of this um, product before. It has, it does have to do with THC and CBD, which are products of marijuana. And we're going to be talking about the deltas. Now, many of you may be new to this and never heard of them before, but that's why I'm here to explain everything that there is to do with this product. So this week, we're going to be talking about Delta 8. Next week will be Delta 9. And then the following week is going to be Delta 10. Delta 10 is more of a newer product that just came out. I mean, it's probably been out for several months. But that's a new product to these types of Deltas that we have here that we're going to be talking about. But right off the bat, Delta 8. THC binds with CBD1 receptors less strongly than Delta 9 THC, which is what makes it less psychoactive than Delta 9 THC. People who seek Delta 8 THC for medicinal benefits seem to prefer it over Delta 9 THC because Delta THC 8 does not cause them to get high. And that's one thing you need to realize is that THC is the part of marijuana that is going to get you high. Um, but we'll go on with that and you'll better understand it when I get more um, deep into this subject. So here's a little more additional information on Delta-8. Delta-8 THC is a naturally occurring chemical compound called cannabinoid that that's found in small traces 
in hemp and cannabis, which are marijuana plants. Delta H THC is similar to Delta 9 THC, which is a compound in the cannabis plant. Though it's similar to Delta 9 THC, it has a different chemical structure and is usually synthetically made. So what are the potential benefits of Delta 8? Like Delta 9, Delta 8 produces feelings of euphoria, relaxation, and potential pain relief, but they're a lot milder. For people who don't want to experience a pronounced high, the lower potency may be a benefit. Unfortunately, researchers still don't know enough about Delta 8 THC to confirm that its benefits outweigh the risks. Experts have a much better understanding of Delta 9. So what are the risks of Delta 8? Because Delta 8 is so similar to 9, it produces some of the same side effects like red eyes, dry mouth, rapid heart rate, trouble with coordination, slowed reaction times, anxiety, and memory loss. But Delta 8 may also have additional risks because it's synthetically produced. And since over-the-counter CBD products currently fall under the category supplements, which are not moderated as closely, you might not know what's really in it. Additionally, according to the article published in the journal Chemical and Engineering News, products containing Delta-8 may also contain Delta-9 and Delta-10, a compound that which little is known about. These compounds probably won't produce ill effects, experts say, but it's unclear whether other byproducts, including synthetic ones, are safe to consume. Will Delta-8 get you high? Because Delta-8 is so similar to Delta-9 THC, it will most likely also cause a high. However, some people describe it as a milder than with Delta-9. So is Delta-8 legal? In 2018, Farm Bill legalized hemp containing less than 0.3% Delta-9 THC. That means there's a loophole at, at the federal level for products containing higher amounts of Delta-8 THC. As long as they come from the hemp that doesn't have more than 0.3% Delta-9 THC based on dry weight, However, Delta-8 THC doesn't naturally occur in large amounts in hemp plants. That means that Delta-8 is largely made by converting CBD or Delta-9 THC into Delta-8 THC synthetically, which is illegal. Additionally, some states' laws strictly prohibit the sale of products containing both Delta-8 and Delta-9. You can find out about your state's laws by looking up normal.org map of cannabis related news and that's that's spelled N-O-R-M-L dot org. Keep in mind that because Delta 8 is synthetically made and not well regulated, there are safety concerns. Both the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention and the Food and Drug Administration note that there have been increased calls to poison control centers regarding Delta 9 
as well as reports of adverse events requiring medical care and sometimes hospitalization. Let me tell you a real quick story. Um, I have some uh, CBD pills. They're real, real tiny. I mean, they're like, I think they're like uh, 10 milligrams. And I've never had them before, but I wanted to see if they're gonna help with my pain. So me being used to taking, you know, usually two for 20 milligrams, instead of the 10 that was recommended, I took 20. About a half an hour to 45 minutes later, I was so, I had so much anxiety. I was kind of, you know, having, where I was starting to get kind of crazy, you know. I was panicking. Um, my breathing was real fast. And I didn't know how to control it, so it was kind of alarming to me. I called the ambulance. They said everything was fine with my heart and my blood pressure. It's just, you know, gave me um, anxiety by taking it, you know, and by breathing the way I was breathing, I thought I was having an allergic reaction or, you know, maybe an overdose situation, but it finally went away. But when the um, ambulance came and I told my, I'll be all right, I don't want to uh, sit on, you know, go down to the hospital. So they said, well, you know what, we're going to go outside, work on some paperwork, and then we'll be back in here to see how you're doing. So when they came out, because they knew how much I took, and I also showed them the bottle, they um, told me I took five times more than what I was supposed to by only taking two of those um, 10 milligrams. So you really need to be careful. Even though it says 10, and you're used to taking 10 in other things like Oxycontin, you know, that doesn't mean this is, you know, this is a whole different product. So you really need to be careful. Um, when I wanted to start taking it again, I would cut it in half and then three quarters. And three quarters is about where I can handle it. Um, but you know what? It really didn't work too much with my pain at that dosage, three quarters. But, you know, at, at two of them, yeah, sure, it did help. But... You know, I'm not doing that again. That was a lesson learned right there. So you need to be really careful on what you're taking, how much you're taking, and let your doctor know if you run into any situations such as anxiety, panic, you know, you're worrying about your health and what's wrong, those kind of things. But let's continue. So the research um, I'm gonna be talking about right now, it's a um, diagram of the difference between Delta-8, Delta-9, and CBD. Potential benefits of Delta-8 is pain relief, euphoria, and relaxation. Delta-9, pain relief, euphoria, and relaxation. And with cannabis, or CBD, you get pain relief, anxiety relief, and insomnia relief. Uh, some of the potential risks and side effects. Delta-8, red eyes, dry mouth, rapid heart rate, trouble with coordination, slowed reaction times, anxiety, memory loss, and other risks due to synthetic natures. And then we have Delta 9, red eyes, dry mouth, rapid heart rate, trouble with coordination, solved or slowed reaction times, anxiety, and memory loss. And CBD, changes in appetite, changes in weight, fatigue, and diarrhea. 
and impairing effects they're yes on Delta 8 and yes on Delta 9 and CBD it says it's possible so the, let's talk about the legality Delta 8 not fairly legal state laws vary Delta 9 is not federally legal state laws vary and CBD federally legal when from hemp state laws vary so you know you're going to get a variance of all three there it does not talk about delta 10 which we will be doing in the third week but those kind of give you a breakdown of the versus delta 8 delta 9 and cbd so what would be an alternative to delta 8 if you're looking for a federally legal alternative to delta 8 that will not give you a high you may want to consider trying CBD. Um, below here, we suggest a few spectrum, a few full spectrum options. Full spectrum CBD has small amounts of THC, but not enough to produce the psychoactive effects when taken in small doses. So, how do we go about choosing the correct CBD products? When choosing CBD products, we keep the same general criteria in mind. Each product featured is, by, is made by a company that provides proof of third-party testing by an SIO complaint lab. Number two, it is made by a company that discloses the source of their hemp. Number three, it contains no more than 0.3 THC according to the COA. And finally, it passes tests for pesticides, molds, and heavy metals, according to the COA. Now, when making our selections, we also sh should consider company certification and manufacturing processes, CBD potency, whether products co contain quality ingredients, indicators of user trust and brand reputation, such as customer reviews, whether the company has been subject to FDA warning letters, and whether the company makes any unsupported claims. And what's good is right after that last reading right there, they have they list about four or five different CBDs or THC products to use and how much they are and, and in comparison of how they work. So that's real good information for you there. CBD safety and side effects. According to research, CBD is considered safe, but adverse reactions are still possible. Some people may experience diarrhea, fatigue, appetite, and weight changes. Talk with your doctor before CBD and other cannabis-related products, especially if you're taking any supplements or prescription medications. It's possible for CBD to interact with certain medications, including those with the grapefruit warning. That's a word, grapefruit warning. While some brands recommend consuming CBD with meals for better absorption, one 2020 study suggests that CBD alongside high-fat meals can increase your risk of experiencing side effects. And don't take CBD if you're pregnant and breastfeeding. And again, then right after that, it gives you the frequently asked questions, and you can look those over for yourself. And here's the takeaway from the whole thing. Delta-8 THC may be an alternative to Delta-9 THC for people who want a milder high than they get with regular THC. 
while Delta-8 TC reportedly produces less potent effects than Delta-9, more research is needed to better understand the potential side effects of this compound. Additionally, because Delta-8 TC is poorly regulated, there is concern that the contents products containing Delta-8 THC may be difficult to access. Until better regulatory standards for the production of Delta-8 THC exist, you may be more comfortable opting for Delta-9 THC and CBD products. I find that kind of interested because I did not know that I knew that Delta-8 wasn't that potent. But I didn't know that, um, you know, on that product you need to have regulatory standards and there's really nothing they have on that product. But on the other ones, they're suggesting to go Delta-9 THC and CBD. So those must comply with the regulations that you need to have. Finally, I have about four minutes left. I wanted to get into some uh, concerns in regards to Delta-8 at this point. And this was on WebMD, which I do, and I am going to post the website on my, um, as soon as I post it to Facebook and the other areas. But buyer beware, Delta-8 is the Russian roulette of cannabis. This came out on September 6, 2023. A product derived from cannabis created in laboratories around the country has led to thousands of calls nationwide to poison control centers and sent hundreds of people to emergency rooms with complaints of vomiting, hallucinations, not being able to stand, and even passing out. And it's widely available and legal. The culprit is called Delta-8, or more commonly, Delta-8-TC. The FDA issued a consumer update warning of serious health risks linked to Delta-8 after people took it, including unintentional exposures in children. Commercially available Delta-8 products are created in labs from cannabinoid or CBD and a broad mixture of chemicals such as pesticides, petroleum, and unknown ingredients. Because the FDA does not regulate CBD, Delta-8 THC products are slipping under the radar in terms of oversight. As Delta-8 products land on the shelves of local gas stations and convenience stores, what questions should a consumer be asking before making a purchase? So here's some of the results they found by a study that they did and the findings and the results. So over 40% were mood-related, for example, anxiety, delusions, panic attacks, and paranoia. Roughly 30% involved the lungs, chest, or throat, for example, a choking sensation, painful breathing, coughing, and throat tightness. 22% were general, for example, fatigue, feeling abnormal with symptoms like heat and jitters, or having secretions. Number 17 were gut-related, for example, stomach pain, discomfort, diarrhea, gas, nausea, and vomiting. And then... Almost 9% involved accidental overdose, that was me, and 7.5% reported an increase in blood pressure, heart rate, and weight. So before you buy, until the FDA states try to regulate synthetic Delta-8 
consumers can take a few steps to protect themselves. Do your homework, learn how and where the products are made, search the web for sources, and there you still need to be careful because not all sources are true, and directly ask about key ingredients used to make the products and the reputation of the laboratory that produced it. Next, examine the label. A reputable product will have a certificate of analysis, a document from an accredited laboratory that confirms that the products meet the search standards. This should contain the product name, the company origin, the testing, batch number, and date it was made. Next is limit your purchase to regulated dispensaries. This might be a deal breaker for people intent on trying Delta A products, since most of these are sold on the internet or in gas stations and convenience stores and through illegal channels. And finally, be mindful. The big distinction between Delta 8 and other THC products is that there are no requirements for testing. Not only is potency unclear, but it has, hasn't been tested for contaminants, so you don't know if there might be mold or heavy metals or other types. These products should be prohibited, but if they are going to be sold, they need to be properly analyzed with certificates of analysis and they need proper and accurate labels. Lack of information of danger does not equal safety. And there you go, that's all about Delta 8. There's more for you to read. I have like four other uh, websites, so I'll post all those with this talk. I hope you enjoyed what we were talking about. Next week, we're gonna talk about Delta, uh, Delta 9 and you'll kind of get in the uh, comparison there in regards to Delta 9. And then we go on to Delta 10 the following week. But I want to remind you, don't forget about my affiliate um, merchandise plus my merch store that has everything neuropathy in it. So it's all there and most of it I can, uh, I'm able to change the design that's there to another one that you see there on the affiliate page so i can make those options available so with that i am going to say thank you for being here you guys have a great week and i'll talk to you next monday bye as we come to a close it's my hope this podcast and other sources such as product reviews that i have discussed today can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy this episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.